Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast, hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dynan. This week, we are joined by Carroll Senior Tight End Eddie Bransfield. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School. For week number eight of the 2019 season, the Chargers visited Zolder Stadium to take on the Concordia Cadets. About 30 minutes prior to kickoff, the predicted cold front rolled through, bringing the Wicked Stepsisters known as Wind and Rain, and both of them stuck around for the entire game, turning the gridiron into a muddy mess. These playing conditions made it nearly impossible for either offense to sustain drives, but made it a day for the defenses to shine because both teams had to limit their play calling to just a handful of running and short passing plays. Just good old-fashioned football, as I like to call it. Despite the horrible conditions, the Charger offense was able to score three times in the 16-0 win. Midway through the second quarter, the Charger defense forced the Cadets to punt from inside their own 30-yard line. The Cadets got off a good punt to the Charger 22-yard line, but committed an illegal formation penalty, and the Chargers elected to have Concordia re-kick. On the next play, the Cadets muffed the snap, and the Chargers got the ball at the Concordia 11-yard line, a nearly 60-yard change in field position. Three plays later, Hunter Mertz plunged in for a two-yard touchdown run to put the Chargers up 7 to nothing. Here's Fox Sports, 12.50 a.m. and SummitCitySports.com's Joe Parsons and Joe Walburn with the call. Third down and just a yard again. Here's Mertz and finds a little bit of a seam and dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Carl. Yeah, good push up front. And I got to tell you, that offensive guard on that left side, Kyler Bills, Six feet, 282. Carroll's huge up front, Joe. He just drives his guy into the end zone, and that's physical Carroll football. And that's really been their trademark this year, Joe, the physicality, the roughness of the offensive line, and they cash in there. And how big was that special team's mistake for Concordia? The next two Charger drives sealed the game. With 6.30 left in the first half, a short Concordia punt resulted in a Charger drive that ended in a 32-yard Trevor Horton field goal with just 1.15 left in the half to give the Chargers a 10-0 halftime lead. So now it's fourth down. Let's see if uh, Horton comes on to take the field goal. They'll spot it outside the 20 at about the 21. Let's call it a 31-yard field goal. He's got a long last week of 31. This that line drive kick is on the way. Got a chance and good. 31-yard field goal by Trevor Horton at three to the total total. And with a minute 15 remaining in the half, it is now 10-0 in favor of the Chargers, Chargers here at Zoller Stadium. The Chargers would get the football first to start the second half, and the team slogged 64 yards in 10 plays, with the final one being a one-yard Mertz TD run to put the game away at 16-0. Plus, here's a pitch coming to the right. Mertz takes it. He's hit. And uh, did he get in? Wow. What a run, Joe. He got in. And that was a heck of a lick out there by Cam Johnson. The Murs drops the pads. And that's what I mean. Murs is a natural linebacker. I mean, he's out there just running guys over. He's a natural linebacker. 
striker. But what he does so well is he's decisive. He plants the outside leg and drops those pads and makes the Concordia defender pay as he heads to the end zone. So I tell you what, that was impressive. Somebody talked to an offensive line at halftime, and that's just coming out and saying, look, we're going to put the ball here, and we're going to run it right down your throat. And that's Carroll football, and that's Doug Dynan physical football. The Charger defense was stout in this game, limiting Concordia to just 122 total yards. Carroll limited the cadets to just 21 yards rushing, recorded three quarterback sacks, and forced Concordia to throw three interceptions. Through the first eight games, the defense has recorded 20 sacks and have made 13 interceptions while limiting our opponents to an average of a mere 167 total yards and just 11 points per game. After a message from the Charger Game Day store, we will hear what Coach Dynan has to say about the game against Concordia. Attention Charger fans, do you know how to get Charger gear for yourself or your family? The Charger Game Day store is your one-stop shop for high-quality Charger items of all kinds. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, flags, blankets, jackets, stickers, and much more. Visit us at all home varsity football games in the store located near the scoreboard or inside during all home volleyball games and boys and girls basketball games. If those times don't work, shopping by appointment can be an option. Be sure to mark your calendar for the sixth annual Charger Blue Christmas Sale that will take place on Saturday, December 14th from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Check the Charger Game Day store website on a link from the athletic webpage to check out what we have to help you get your Charger gear on. Well, Coach, you know, Friday night was not a night for offense due to the terrible, terrible weather. Uh, But, you know, your kids did enough to win and they played fantastic defense. And so uh, talk about the drive before halftime and then the drive after halftime. Yeah, the the conditions were terrible without question. I mean, it was, you know, raining hard and, you know, horizontal rain and, and cold, and poor field conditions. And, you know, there are there really are two drives that really kind of summarized and, and sealed the game. And that's uh, the the drive possession of the ball right before half. And, and, and even though we had to settle for a field goal, you know, that still points on the board and it's kind of the Bill Belichick scoring method, you know, score right before half um, when you get the ball coming back out of the half and then score that first drive of the second half. And that's exactly what happened. You know, we kick a field goal right before half, you know, we're coming out of the half and we get to have the ball. We're returning the kickoff and took the ball and 10 play drive, if I'm not mistaken, 10 play drive for a touchdown and, you know, that really sealed everything. And, and the ball was hard. You know, we didn't convert that extra point, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, the the ball was cold. It's wet, slippery. You know, we've got a new holder in, and uh, it is what it is. But, you know, 16 points was enough on Friday night because our defense played well. They played physical. It was, it was tough to get pressure on the quarterback. But, you know, they've got a really good running back um, in Drew, and we shut him down. And then our our secondary did a tremendous job. We ended up with three interceptions, you know, and the whole back five did a great job of making plays on the ball, you know, knocking down passes, and you know, making tackles out in the perimeter. So, you know, we were pleased with everybody. You know, you talk, I mean, the weather was terrible. I mean, from my viewpoint in the press box, it was like looking through 
bathroom glass because it was just covered with rain. And for Horton to hit that field goal into that wind, that's pretty good. I mean, that dude is a pretty good kicker. I mean, we, we're lucky to have a nice weapon like he like to have him. Yeah, Trevor Trevor has a tremendous leg. You know, he's a strong kid. You know, he's a good soccer player on top of being a football player. Um, you know, so we're blessed. You're right. And, and we've got, you know, young kickers that are soccer kickers that are, are soccer players that are coming through the program as well. But, you know, Trevor hit that and he, and he hit it really well. And, uh, and, it, and he struck the ball well on kickoffs, you know, throughout. And to have that weapon, you know, for somebody – that can drive the ball into the end zone and hopefully pin a team deep on kickoffs is a tremendous weapon to have. He did a good job punting into the wind too. He averaged just under 40 yards a punt on Friday. And I, I, you know, I don't know if the audience can understand how terrible the playing conditions were. I mean, horizontal rain, true wind, true, very muddy field, true. So to put your foot down and plant and then to kick a good ball into that wind. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I came home and I watched, you know, a, a few of the other games. I mean, not not in entirety, but some of the other games that were played in the area, you know, in the same conditions, in, in driving wind and rain. And some of the teams that were playing on field turf, you know, the ball wouldn't even set at the line of scrimmage. It was when it was blowing so hard. You know, it would just it would roll the ball another five or six yards, and they had to hold the ball down to even prior to the snap. So. It was a terrible night for football, but uh, it was a great night to get a W. Yeah, and talk about Logan Swain. I mean, he filled in as our backup quarterback for the injured uh, Jeffrey Becker, and I thought he did a nice job. He completed just a little bit over 50% of his passes in terrible conditions. I mean, talk about that performance. Well, you know, what about, uh, you know, the kid coming in into those conditions? I mean, you know, not only is it your first varsity start, but you know, it's your first varsity start and on, on a terrible field, you know, with wet balls and, you know, and driving wind. But, uh, you know, he did a nice job, you know, and, you know, distributing the ball, you know, getting us in the offense that we needed to. You know, obviously we were a little more conservative be, because of the conditions, not because of personnel. But we were more conservative and played a lot more too tight in you know, power eye formation. But uh, Logan did a nice job throwing the ball when we had to and, you know, taking care of the football all night long. Yeah, and he distributed it well. I mean, he threw it He threw it to five different receivers, and four of them, different ones, caught it. I mean, he did a really nice job. He should be extremely proud of himself and how he played because it was terrible. I agree. I agree. Logan did a great job, and all the kids did a great job, really, you know, you know especially all those guys that are handling the football. Concordia's – you know, a lot better team than people give them credit for. You know, it's just the fact that, you know, our, our defense is playing really well and we limited them to minimal yards, you know, being able to run the football in conditions like like we had on Friday night. So, you know, hats off to them. And, uh, we're again, we're, we're very gracious to have the win. All right, when we get back from the break, we're going to hear from senior tight end Eddie Bransfield. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, Rethink your limits. 
Welcome back, everyone. Today's special guest is one of my favorite players on the football team, Eddie Bransfield. And we don't even know each other. In fact, today is the first time we've ever talked to each other. So how is a kid that I don't know one of my favorite players? It's because of the way that he plays. And he's a tight end, which is a weapon that's not used very often in the spread offense that we see in football in this era. So Eddie has made 24 catches this year. 13 of those catches have gone for a first down. He's had 250 yards of catches, so he's averaging about 10 yards a catch. And more importantly, and this is very tight end, when he catches the ball, that's 128 yards after the catch. So he's catching seam routes, and he's carrying people with him. So without further ado, the best tight end in the Summit Athletic Conference, Eddie Bransfield. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not only have you done a great job of catching the ball, you're an also an awesome run blocker. So you're kind of like the, the total tight end package. What's your favorite part of being a tight end? Is it pancaking linebackers as you're uh, helping out on a sweep, or is it sealing off tight ends so that we or the uh, defensive ends to get the the edge so that the running backs can take off, or is it catching those awesome seam routes that go for big yards? What's your favorite? I'd have to say my favorite part about playing tight end is definitely catching the ball and running, getting first downs and stiff arming kids. It's just awesome. And one of the neat things about you is uh, you don't really have a typical tight end body. You're you're tall and thin, and and typically tight ends are are kind of you know bulky isn't the word. They're not like you know tackle bulky, but they're usually pretty thick. And not that you're small, <laughs> uh, but you know, you've got more of a, of a receiver build, which I think has led to all these these nice catches that you've made. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And also, I they put me out and outside. I play wide receiver a little bit. So, yeah, I could definitely see where you're going with that wide receiver part. Let's talk about the Concordia game. You actually got to run the ball in that game. So what was that like being a line or a, a running back that one time? Well, I haven't run that ball, run the ball that much, but when I definitely when I got the ball, it felt like I was I was running back and I, I it felt like I was flying out there. So yeah, it was for sure fun. The unfortunate part was the weather was horrible uh that game. So tell us what it was like to play in that terrible weather. Well, it was a hard fought battle last week and it was definitely one a game in the trenches because of the rain and cold, obviously. And we knew going into the game that we were missing quite a few key players like Jeffrey Becker and Tucker Steely. But we invested in our guys that were out there, and it got the job done. And you played a very key role. If I can remember right, you caught three balls. I think you were our leading receiver in that game. Does that sound right? Yeah, that, that's that's definitely right. Now, as I was um, as watching the, the YouTube feed from Summit City Sports to get the clips for the recap at the beginning of the show, um, there was a, a point just before, I think this was before the touchdown that we scored uh, right after halftime, and you had one of your seam routes that had been a completion a couple times before in the game, but the throw was a little, uh, the quarterback led you too much, and you kind of got crunched by the safety, and you were kind of bent over coming back to the huddle. <laughs> like You could tell you just took a helmet and a gut. Um did you bring that up with the quarterback at some point later in the game? Uh, no, I did not. It's kind of a bang-bang play. You, you know, that quarterback really doesn't see that safety coming across the middle. And 
when he throws that ball, he's like, oh, shoot. And I saw that safety before the ball was thrown. So I knew I was about to get beat up pretty bad. And he actually hit my knee. So, but thank, thankfully, it was not that bad of a hit. And I was able to play through the game. So, Eddie, you're one of our two-sport athletes. The other sports that you play is baseball. So uh, tell the listeners, what do you get from playing baseball that helps you in football? And then also, what in football helps you when you play baseball? Well, baseball really helps me a lot with the agility side of football because I usually play outfield in baseball. And just tracking down balls, you get a lot of agility. And for football, there's a lot of contact. And when I'm running for a fly ball and I'm about to hit the fence and I know that it's not going to hurt that much when I hit the fence because I've had that, uh, those hits on me from football. So, yeah. And I, I would also think that when you're sliding a second to break up uh, a double play that, you know, some little tiny second baseman really doesn't put much fear into you. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I like football players who also play baseball and vice versa. And I was a baseball player myself. So what I really like about baseball players playing football is football is a game about little burst of power and speed. And baseball is the exact same. (laughs) So if you are working as a football player, you're you're hitting the weight room a little bit more. You're doing your conditioning during the offseason and then obviously during the season. And all of that is going to help you in baseball because it should help your bat speed. Yeah. It should help your first step out of the box. And it, it really should help you, you know, tracking down those balls in the gaps. And at the same time, with you being a receiver, you're going to be in practice. You're going to be working on some deep balls. And that's going to help you track that fly ball that heads out into the gap. And, I, and I'm assuming that you see the same thing in yourself as you're transitioning from one sport to the oh, other. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So... Can you believe that this coming week is week nine? And so your senior football season is almost over. You know, it just seems like last week was the first game of the season or practice was just starting in August. So what has this senior season meant to you? And 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 express that how how good it's feel to play so well in your Caesars your senior season. Yeah, it definitely it's definitely feels good that my senior seasons really well because last year I know the seniors didn't really get a good experience with the three and seven record that we finished with. So yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. So as a four-year football player, uh, you've been around a number of teammates. So out of the four years as a Carroll charger, who's been your favorite football teammate? Uh, I would have to say Max Green because he's just always there for me. And overall, he's just a likable guy that everyone enjoys to be around. But I'd have to also say Micah Fretz was a huge role model for me in my first three years because he really invested in the lives of all of his teammates during his time in the program, and me and him were both dual sport athletes, so we had a lot in common. Yeah, we uh, Maxon was on the green uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, maybe last week. He's a neat dude. Yeah. He's a really neat dude, and I know Micah very well. You've just described him perfectly. He's extremely likable. He cares about others, and... Uh, He's a little bit of a jokester. He's always going to make you smile. So he's a fun guy to be around. So four years as a player means you've also been around a lot of coaches. So which of the coaches on the Carroll football staff has been your favorite? Coach Dynan is definitely my favorite coach because he has helped me a lot 
And I remember my junior year when I switched from linebacker to tight end, I had no idea what was going on in the offense. And he was always there to instruct me with like scheme or how to run a route better. And without him, I would not be the player I am today. Now, another thing that I like about the Carroll football program and and Carroll athletics as a whole is one of the things that we work on from a coaching standpoint that really help our players in the future is we work a ton on sports psychology. So, you know, you're well aware that the the athletic department usually brings in some type of of sports psychology kind of person uh, to help us with the fall kickoff. We work with Brian Kane in the, uh, in the past and the football team in particular uh, follows the focus three program uh, from Tim Kite, I think it is, out of Columbus, who works with the Buckeyes uh, on on basically focusing on the task at hand and being able to handle adversity with resilience. And I'm sure that's impacted you in both of your sports. So tell the listeners about what you have gotten out of the athletic department's ability to really help you deal with the mental side of sports. Well, yeah, with baseball, we, we have a lot of uh, mental conditioning with like Brian Kane and all that. So that really motivates us to stay locked into the game and all that. But with football, he coach Steinem brings up a lot about the focus three and that just really gets us motivated for the upcoming games. And yeah, it's just really great. So let's say for example, it's, it's fourth and seven and you guys have to convert it to get in a field goal range because a made field goal is going to be the, the winning margin. What goes through your head as the huddle breaks and you start to get down into your stance? Well, I just as I'm walking up to the to the line to get set, I'm just thinking to myself, do your job so that because you have a guy next to you that's doing his job, so you don't, you don't want to let him down. Yeah, you're you're playing for the love of yeah. your brothers. Uh, Friday night, senior night. Do you have any idea what kind of feelings are going to be going through? You're going to have butterflies in your stomach, or is it just going to be emotional? I mean. It's, it's an interesting night for anybody in the program, but it's especially important to those seniors like yourself. So what do you expect out of this coming senior night? I, I guarantee you I'll have butterflies before the game, and there will probably be some emotions, but at the end of that, at the end of all those opening ceremonies, you just got to lock in and bring it for the game. So, yeah. Eddie, fantastic to talk to you finally after watching you play these two years because, uh, believe it or not, I'm a big fan of number 24, hitting those seam routes for some big Sorry. yards. Now, you got to do me a favor, though. Got to do me a favor. You've played so well, but there's one thing missing. You need to score a touchdown. Can you do I that for us to. this Friday? That is one of the biggest goals I have for this year is score at least two touchdowns. But I got to get that one first. Yeah, so what, what you're going to need to do is you're going to have to tell the quarterback, whoever it is this week, that when we're in like the 15 yards within, you know, in the 15 yard line or in, we don't have to throw it to any of those wide receivers because you're going to be wide open across yeah, the middle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, especially when they're inside the five yard line, we don't have to hand the ball off to Hunter Mertz, the ultimate fantasy player, because all he does is score touchdowns. You can let 20, throw 24 mm-hmm. above. That's right. All right. Hey, good luck against the Generals. And uh, let's bring home a victory in our last home game. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, 
Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. Uh, week number nine, the Wayne Generals will visit Carroll uh, for our final game and senior game of the 2019 regular season. And the Wayne Generals were a great story last year. They were conference runners up. Uh, they had a player, uh, Craig Young, that's now playing at Ohio State. And so this is kind of an up-and-coming program that's that's got some athletes. And, um, you know, they're, they've had a little – they haven't performed at that same level as they did last year. You know, they lost a big-time Division I player, but they've had a, a pretty good season. So tell us about the Generals, Coach. Well, you're exactly right. Coach Moore does a tremendous job, and I've known Derek for a long time. And, and he does a, a great job with the boys at Wayne. And last year they had, you know, a, a very good football team. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, they have two guys, you know, that are end up, you know, playing at Division One level, you know, with one player, you know, ending up in Toledo and, and you know, and Craig ending up at Ohio State. But, you know, they, they've got talent, they, they, without question. I mean, Fields is a very good running back, you know, and he's somebody that you got to, you know, understand where he's at all the time. He plays linebacker as well. And without question, he's probably the, the best player that they have on the team. You know, and they always have, you know, big play capabilities at any time. And that's that's always what scares you when you're playing against really good athletes is they can take one, you know, what could be a two or three yard gain to, to end up being an 80 yard gain. And so we've got to be able to defend the big play. We've got to be able to defend the run, defend the pass and control the line of scrimmage. You know, it's exciting. You know, it's a, a senior night. You know, it's the last guaranteed home game. And, you know, I think that our kids are very excited to play. And barring the fact that, you know, we're hoping to get a couple guys back from, from injuries, you know, back from, you know, being out with uh, with concussions. And, you know, we're, we're excited to get everybody on the field, and whether it be this week, but, you know, maybe in two weeks, having everybody healthy and everybody playing again. Let's extrapolate a little bit on uh, senior night. Uh, you know, it's very hard. And we talked about last, um, the last show, you know, how the season's just blowing by. I mean, we're at week number nine already. And it feels like we just started, you know, had our scrimmage game and played lures. Um, you know, seems like yesterday. High school football goes fast. Those four years go fast. And, and high school football is, it's special. I mean, it's a band of brothers. Those kids put on a lot of time. Football is the ultimate team sport. And so from a coach's standpoint, what is it like on a senior night? Well, it, it means a lot to every one of those guys, you know, and especially means more to, you know, the guys that were in the program for four years or three years, you know, the guys that have been around and that have seen, you know, a, a lot of games that have played in a lot of games. And, and all those seniors are special players, you know, to all of us. And, and each one of them, you know, has a little story. Each one of them you have a memory of. You know, and you and you think about the number, you know, and, and and as years go by, and you think back, you know, and you know some random number, you know, like maybe number twenty-four, you know, being Eddie Bransfield's number for for years, you know, you'll look at that jersey and you'll think of, you know, special guys that wore that jersey that that will stick in your mind for years, and and that's what it's all about. It's all about the relationships that you have with players. It's about the relationships that players have with players. 
and and the memories that are made in high school. You know, the high school football, you know, is is the the purest of all of the high school levels. You know, after high school, you know, there's college, and you know, if you're fortunate enough to to play in the professional level. But even at those levels, I mean, you're you're a commodity. You know, you are you're owned by that organization, even if it's a university. And you know, it, it's not pure anymore. In the high school level, you play for the love of your teammates. You play for the love of the guys that are next to you in the locker room, and and that's what it's all about. And and the senior the senior night is a night to remember that, to celebrate that, and it brings it all in culmination throughout the the four years of their career, really. See, I remember when I was coaching, it was, it was always, uh, it was kind of a weird night, you know, that, that final home game for, you know, whatever team you're coaching, because you're sad that you're not going to see these players much more, but you're so happy because you've seen them grow and develop from, you know, a, 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 maybe a freshman that just doesn't, is so wet behind the ears and, and nervous and scared to, you know, a senior football player who's put in the time and they're they're right on the edge of manhood and, and to see that growth and to play a part of it, 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 it makes you very proud. But it's, you know, it's just sad to see him go, too. It is a it is a special night. And again, you know, those seniors will they have they have built a legacy and, you know, they have fond memories and we'll have fond memories of of all of them for years to come. Coach, have another great week of practice, and let's get ready to take on those generals. Thanks very much, Andy. Appreciate all you do. We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubyhusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding, who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County Schools. Go where the Chargers go.